0: Join me as we pray, all right? We're going to start out in Genesis again today, and I'll tell you why. Let's pray together. God, we praise you and we thank you again that we get to hang out together this morning. <clears throat> as, as precipitation was falling, there are those who wondered whether we would. And yet, God, I thank you that we get to hang out and meet together and celebrate and worship. And, and God, you meet with us in this place because we're two or three gathered in your name. As you call us together, God, you meet with us. And so, God, we give you thanks for that. And pray, God. That as we meet, our priority would be to hear from You, from Your Word, by Your Spirit, God, that You'd show us exactly that which You desire for us and indeed expect in us. So God, help us to hear You this morning. I just pray, God, that Your Word will speak loudly and that, God, we would respond and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we started this year reading through the Bible and if you're doing the app and, and reading along and, and doing the daily chapters and, and reading Genesis and, and now we're into Exodus and, and, uh, and, and the gathering in the word daily devotional is following the, the same reading plan as, as reading through the Bible. So we're just encouraging folks to get in the word. Uh, the first message that I preached in this is entitled God said it. You know, God said it. Here's, here's the word of God. God said it. God spoke it. Uh, we should pay attention to it. You know, we should pay attention to what God has said more than we pay attention to what anybody else is saying, okay? So there's a lot of people we should listen to, you know. My mom would still tell you, it. and I'm 60 this year, uh, my mom would still tell you I need to pay attention to what she says. Right? She would, she would say that. My dad would say, you really need to pay attention to what your mom says. Right? Now, y'all thought I was going to say that I should pay attention to what he says. No, he says pay attention to what your mom says. Right? So, so we need to be pay attention, paying attention to what it is that God has said to us, the word that God has given to us. We need to, to heed the word of God and pay attention to to the things that God has given to us. So as we read through and we meet the individuals of God's word, as we meet those folks that that God is is interacting with and in relationship with, we we are introduced to to these these people that are the, the, you know, the, shall we call them, the forefathers of our faith, all right? Today we're looking at Abraham, so the, here, here's how the message uh, order has been. We, we dealt with the fact that God said it, and this is his word, and he's the one that has given us his word, and we dealt with, uh, he spoke all of creation into existence. He said it, and it was, all right? Then last week we dealt with the first family fails, uh, the idea that, that Adam and Eve failed and Cain and Abel failed, and failed, and, and you get all the way up to the, the Noahic, flood failure and, and people's hearts were evil continuously and God regretted that he had he had made or created man on the earth right so now we get to the to the covenant statement where God is at work in redemption where God establishes <coughs> and indeed <coughs> gives us the be- sort of the story looking into the future of how god will accomplish the the recovery of presence in our lives you see adam and eve walked with god they hung out together that relationship's broken in sin in the fall so god gives us the plan by which he will restore the relationship that we can have with him right So so we're going to walk it through Scripture all year long. Genesis to Revelation, uh, we start in the first of the year. We're going to keep walking it all the way through. And so we'll we'll drop in on Sundays as we work through Scripture. Today we're looking at Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3. This is what it says. The Lord said to Abram, go from your land, your relatives and your father's house, to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt. And all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. So, now, here's the message that we get. Abraham's this this sort of nomadic, Shepherding, kind of person down in Ur, and and God speaks to him and says, Leave, right? Get out of the country where your your family is, your father, your clan, and all that kind of stuff. Leave this area. So when I look at this and I'm like, All right, it says, Go from your land, your relatives, and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm going, Hmm, all right, so, so, uh, I, i've moved a lot over the years i want to tell you a story about zach spratland i've told this story before about once i think and so maybe you don't remember it i was a youth pastor in georgia at first baptist beaufort georgia and i'd been a youth pastor there for about six years and then i'd been the education pastor at first baptist for about two years and and uh, god was uh working in mine and angie's lives and 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 so we we got uh called to serve as pastor of a church up in just north of baltimore maryland we were going to be missionaries (laughs) so so we went north of baltimore up into harford county right and so i had resigned at at first baptist buford and there was a family that had been the custodians for most of the eight years i had been at at first baptist buford in the custodial area uh, was right outside my office for a number of years. So the kids, when the kids would come to the building so that uh, their parents could clean the church, the kids hung out in my office. Matter of fact, I established a pretty decent relationship of candy swap with, with Zach. We would see who could bring the most... This is when the sour candies first started making an appearance, Right? And so so Zach would bring the sourest candy he could find, and I would try to collect the sourest candy I could find. And so uh, Zach and I would would swap candies, right? Well, after I resigned, Zach's, you know, he's probably six, seven years old, sitting in the back seat of his mama's car on the way home. And um, he says, uh, Mom, he said, "Why? Why does Pastor Bobby have to leave? And uh, so, uh, Leslie has to answer the question. She says, well, because God said so. Well, you know what a 7 year olds going to ask next, right? Well, how? How did God say so? Right? And this is what Zach said in his own mind. Now, here's what y'all got to understand. Zach is brilliant. I mean... Zach went to Georgia Tech, graduated, got a co-op with NASA, was working engineering. I mean, he just, <clears throat> so at seven years old, Zach goes, how? What did God say? God said, Bobby, need you to move to Maryland. And Les- Leslie has to answer him going, Zach, I don't know. <laughs> right? So here you go. So, so, so think about it. When God says... However God speaks into your life, whether it's by what he is showing you in the word of God, or whether it's by the spirit of God illuminating things in your life, or, or showing you an opportunities, God is in some opportunities. He's not in every opportunity. I want to warn you of that. God is in some opportunities where He's 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 opening a door and an opportunity for you to serve him. Now, to serve him may mean you're serving others. It may mean you're doing something uh, in conjunction with, with the things that God is doing. But when God speaks, it's important to pay attention. Now, I've been talking about this for three weeks in a row now. I'm just trying to catch you back up. God said it. Don't miss it. So when God says to Abraham, go from your land, your relatives, your father's house to the land that I will show you, God is saying, go with me. Okay? God is saying, I'm going to take you there. I'm going to show you where it is that you're going. So anytime, folks, that God is giving us leadership and direction and guidance for our lives, what he is saying to us is, go with me. This is where I'm going. This is where I'm at work. This is what I'm doing. Don't miss it. Go with me, God is saying. God's not going to shoot you out into somewhere where he's not right there with you. Okay? Okay. He's never going to leave you ever. There are people all the time, I, well, I won't say all the time. That, that's sort of a universal statement, so it's all the time false. But here you go. Here's the thing God, when God leads you, God provides for where He's leading. When God gives you direction, God goes. Okay? So, so when we look at this, uh, what God is saying to Abraham is, Go with me. In Hebrews 11, verses 8 through 10, it says this, By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed. Wow. You know, in in, Hebrew you, in Hebrews, you see these faith statements of the Old Testament of. Uh, fathers of 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 our faith and it says by faith Abraham when he was called obeyed and set out for a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance why because up in chapter 12 of Genesis it says go from I will show you I will make you into a great nation So here's Abraham and his wife. He's got his nephew with him, his dad. They go up up the river to to Haran. Dad dies there. They descend down into Canaan, as it was called at the time, and, and they move down into that area for the purpose of obeying God. Right? First purpose of Abraham doing what Abraham's doing is to obey. Not simply that God said, all right, uh, obey because I'm going to give you a land. You see, it says when he was called, he obeyed. At that point, Abraham had no idea about the land. See, he just knew he was going with God. Isn't that cool? Yeah, you know the uncertainty sometimes of God's uh, stretching us out can be should i say scary uh, concerning i'm dare not going to say worrisome because we're not supposed to but when god is is pulling on us to do the things that 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 we in and of ourselves are unsure of god is saying go with me i got you i got this uh, he went out even though he did not know where he was going. This is Hebrews 11 again. And then verse 9 says, By faith he stayed as a foreigner in the land of promise, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, co-heirs of the same promise. Now here's what I want you to see about that. Uh, God promised Abraham he was going to give him a land, he was going to make a name, make his name great. He was going to uh, 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 give, he was going to bring from him a people. Abraham didn't have any of that when he started out. As a matter of fact, even when he got to the land and God said, Stop, this is it, he still lived as a foreigner in a tent. That's faith. That's faith. Uh, Abraham is acting on what God has said, not what he's holding on to. There are a lot of Christians out there that that their faith wavers because they can't can't hold on to the promises that God's given them. See? Verse 10 says, for he was looking forward to. He's looking forward to the city of that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. See, see that's not even in the land. That, that goes on to an eternal statement of God's provision and promise and call on our lives. Where's your faith? Okay. Where's mine? I go ahead and admit it. Where's mine? Where's my faith when God says, come go with me? God, I don't know about that. Or, or, or should I be like little Zach Spratlin and go, uh, how, how did God tell you to go to Baltimore? I don't, at the time, I didn't know anything about Baltimore, Maryland. Nothing. I was just there this past Wednesday and Thursday because guess what? Uh, in 98, when God called us to go up and pastor a little church in Maryland, you know what he did? He, he brought people around us. And there are people up there that are as close to me as family. And I go up there Wednesday evening, and, and I sit down with the daughter who was born while I was pastoring there, and now I get to do her wedding in March. So I sit down with her and her fiancé, that's Lily and Stephen, and I sat down with them, and we finished up the, the pre-marriage preparation. I don't call it counseling because it's mostly preaching. Um, so so I sit down with them, and, and we have six different conversations Right, Kayla? Right. We have these six different conversations about marriage and the wedding and what it's going to look like. And it was the last conversation, by the way. So, so anyway, so we're having this great time together, right, getting ready. And then I go to her parents' house to spend the night because we're like family. Right? Right? Now, when when God uh, called us to leave Buford, Georgia to go to Baltimore, Maryland, I had no idea, but I was confident that that was God's direction for our lives. And I look back over the last 24 years now and go, yeah, God, that was cool. So what is God calling us to? I'll go ahead and include me in this. You know, God may be calling you to do something, and you may be like, I don't know. God, I don't have anything there, whether it's a place or, or something God's asking of you. Well, God, I've never done anything like that. God's saying, go with me. Well, I, 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 I've never been a part of anything like that. God says, go with me. I've never been to a place like that. God's saying, go with me. You see, God's not going to draw us and call us and bring us into a place that he's not already providing. God is simply saying, go with me. And Abraham, Abraham, who, who who's just this, this, this shepherding family thing in Ur, he gets up and goes and lives in tents for the rest of his life as a foreigner. Buying a little piece of land over here and, you know, taking this land as opposed to what Lot took. Right? You see what I mean? All right, so when you see that, he says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. <clears throat> you will have, this is what God's saying, uh, in, in 12, 1 through 3. Now, this is the, this is the initial statement of covenant. God is making a one-sided promise here. At this point, God's not saying, as long as you... But think about it, if, if Abram hadn't left earth, he'd never seen the land. So there was a, an obedience there, right? Right? He says, you will have in Genesis 22, later in the account of Abraham, he says, I will indeed bless you and make your offspring as numerous as the stars of the sky and the sand on the seashore. Y'all, we live at the seashore. Anybody out been out counting granules? No. No. All right. So he says, as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, your offspring will possess the city gates of their enemies and all the nations of the earth will be blessed by your offspring because you have obeyed my command. Get up and go. Go with me. If you go with me, you will have my blessing. All right, so if you've been reading through Genesis and now into Exodus, did, did Abraham have it easy? <laughs> no. He had to fight battles, had to fight wars, you know. He ended up with some contention in his own family because he and Sarah decided to help God out. Yeah, we still get to deal with that today, right? You see what I mean? See, see Abraham faced some hardship. Abraham faced some opposition, and yet God's promise was, You will have everything I've promised you to have, but you got to go with me. You got to obey. You got to step out in faith. Folks, God's, God's made some promises to us. Now, I'm not. Some of you are going to hear this as condescending, and and if you do, well, maybe it is, but I'm I'm going to say it anyway. I'm not a name-it-and-claim-it kind of guy. Okay? I don't just jump up and go, Oh, God, you promised me whatever. Now give it to me now. Right? God has called us to faithfully walk by faith one step at a time, into his leadership and his provision. And he is always faithful. Okay? Um, so, so when he's saying this, he's saying, I will, you will have all of these offerings. You will even have the city gates of your enemies. How about that? Remember the story where, if you're reading through, remember the story where he had to go rescue Lot? You know, uh, Abraham had his own standing army. So he went up against five kings and whipped them. Right? And then of all the spoils that that he took from that battle, he gave God 10%. See that? That It's just a cool story. Finally, God tells him, you will be... Okay, so so here you got, go with me, here's what you'll have, and here's what you'll be. Listen to what it says in Genesis 17. Now, I know I went Hebrews and worked back to 22 in Genesis and now 17 in Genesis. It says this, then Abraham fell face down and God spoke with him. Folks, I want to stop right there after that phrase. Abraham fell face down and God spoke with him. Now, I've said to you, God said it, don't miss it. This is the word of God. God never speaks in contradiction or apart from what he has already said in his word. Okay? This is my view. You can differ if you want to, but you're wrong. No, I didn't say that. This is the inerrant, authoritative, complete word of God. God has given it, spoken it protected it, and preserved it for centuries, okay? That's what I believe, okay? Genesis, and I used to say Genesis to maps. Yeah, this one's got maps too. See, this is the word of God, okay? So when God says you will be a blessing, the obedience part of that is is that you have to do What is your part to be the blessing? Right? Listen to what he says in Genesis 17. Abram fell face down and God spoke with him. As for me, here is my covenant with you. You will become the father of many nations. Your name will no longer be Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I will make you the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful and will make nations and kings come from you. Now, if you're doing through the daily reading and you're doing it according to the table of contents in the Bible and not chronologically, you've already read the stories of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Jacob becoming Israel and Israel going into Egypt uh, following his son's leadership, Joseph, and, and God's provision through Joseph to feed not only Egypt, but to feed his, his family. And in Egypt, the incubator of Egypt, the, the family becomes a people. And, and, and as they become a people and Joseph is gone now, you know, Moses comes on the scene. And, and, and we're going to work through this, but here's what I want you to understand here. God first spoke of His blessing and redemption in Genesis 3, right after the fall and the broken relationship and the loss of God's presence in their lives. God said, right, that out of your seed, Eve, Satan's head would be crushed. Redemption, restoration, salvation, regeneration. And so as we read Abraham's life, yeah, it's cool. Some of the things that Abraham did. Man, I mean, I know some people that, that like living in tents. Not me. But Abraham lived in a tent. Uh, he, had, he had flocks and herds and, and people and an army. And, 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 and obviously he had Isaac, his family. And then you got, you know, we, we, I looked at this week, the Amalekites. You know, you start breaking down the families that from Abraham and Sarah. And then you got Ishmael and and Isaac. And and, 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 then it just starts becoming many nations. You see? But God is drawing a line through history. That ultimately (laughs) comes to its fulfillment. In Christ. See? Creation. Fall. Covenant. This is the covenant. The covenant is fulfilled in Christ because He said, you will be a blessing to all nations. Right? So, That's the story for today. That's the the covenant story of Abraham. So here's the challenge for you and me. All of this for us is about Jesus. Okay? It's all about Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, you're lost. Okay? If you're lost, you need Jesus. I'm just going to say that right now. But here you go. As God calls you to Christ, as God calls you uh, in that salvation right the the salvation which is only by the shed blood of jesus christ you see we receive salvation it's not us it's not our work we just thank you god and then our walk with god becomes a walk of obedience like abraham's do you know we we, when i was up in maryland at, at town baptist church um we went up there in November of 1998. And it was a reasonable little, it would be called a small church, okay? And the pastor had been there for 16 years and had gotten sick and, and was in ICU for like 10 months and passed away. And then about uh, six months later, I they had a guy who was sort of the associate and, and preached while the pastor was sick, and and then when 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 they knew that you know they needed a new pastor, you know we we ended up in conversation together, and and we went up there, and they they, they can I can I just say they were a well-fed congregation, <coughs> man they knew the word, Pastor Mike had taught them, <coughs> and but there was no vision. For the community. Man, they were just soaking it up. Just soaking it up. And man, they, they loved each other. Man, to their credit, they loved each other. They loved getting together. They loved eating. You know, I've never found, I've never found a congregation yet that didn't love to eat. But here you go. You know, everybody likes to claim that as their thing. No, it, it doesn't matter whether you title Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, or whatever. Every Christian I ever met loves to eat. They were a well-fed church in many ways. Okay? <clears throat> I was already running at that time because I've been running since college. And so I left the church and I ran this loop around Trimble Road, down Joppa Farm Road, and back up Trimble Road. And I said, God, I was asking. I wasn't telling God. I said, God, let this be our field. Let this be our field to harvest. Right, so I'm running, praying as I go by houses. <coughs> why? Why did I did I want to accumulate? No, no. The idea is is that we want to be a blessing. Within just a few weeks, we had we had folks worshiping with us. Just will. Dare I say coincidence? No, I won't. But we have folks who showed up in worship whose addresses were Trimble Road. And I was like, thank you, God! Right? Why? Why does God bless you? Why does God bless me? Why does God bless Town Baptist Church? Why does God bless the gathering? So that we can be a blessing. And you can't be a blessing unless you are obedient to the word and the will of God. Okay? So God's going to bring somebody into you just because you're here. Yeah, you. Okay? Okay? God's going to bring people into your path this week that he wants you not to be the blessing, but that you would be the extension of his blessing in your life. How are you going to do that? Now, it could be any number of ways. I'm not going to sit here and list it to you because then you'll be walking around going, okay, Pastor Bobby said it was going to look like this. I'm not going to tell you what it looks like. But you got to have the eyes to see and the ears to hear when God is calling you to be a blessing. See, as we read through the text of God's word and we see somebody like Abraham and God says that in, in the end of Genesis, I will bless. Uh, Say so First, he says, I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt or I will curse those who curse you. All the peoples, all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. That statement, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. God is saying, Jesus is coming. See, Jesus is coming. Folks, we're supposed to take Jesus to a world that's lost, dark, and in many ways is hopeless. Don't miss the opportunity. Don't miss God's call. Don't miss God's direction for you to be a blessing. Pray with me. God, thank You that You've already sort of laid it out for us. It'll look different for each one of us. It'll it'll show up as different situations and circumstances and, yes, even opportunities. But God, help us to see. God, help us to hear. And God, more than anything else, help us to obey. God, help us to step into difficult places. God, help us to speak difficult words. God, help us to understand the blessing You've poured into us and help us to be that blessing to somebody else this week. God, I thank you for this gathering and I thank you, God, that we get to sing your praises. But God, help us to respond to your word this morning. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.